G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, I was passing through the Middle East and even had a ride on a camel down towards the pyramids. Enjoyed such a wonderful time and the hospitality of so many wonderful people who are in Egypt. But while I'm here, looking into some of the issues that the Egyptian church has had to endure over these past times and what's fresh in our minds is the fact that there's been two revolutions here in just two or three years. Ramez is joining us to talk about some of the issues. Ramez, the stories we were hearing post-revolution, bombings and burning of Christian churches, those things must have been dreadfully difficult for Christian believers to endure. Yes, it's true. Uh, For uh, the last year, there was a lot of uh, wave of violence where there is like 80 uh, uh, churches were burned and many of the Christians' uh, houses were burned also. Uh, And this caused uh, like a panicking among Christians because this has never happened before that all these number of churches would be burned. Same time, also there was um, uh, people who felt that their neighbors and the villages around are angry and coming to burn the Christian uh, houses for nothing except being a Christian and being part of the revolution, the second revolution. So many people who were against the second revolution were making revenge of Christians uh, because they are the the weak um, part of the society. I want to ask you about that perception that some have about weakness in just a few moments. But while we're talking about the Christian church in Egypt, there is a wonderful history. In fact, Egypt is a Bible land. Uh, When Jesus was taken by Joseph and Mary uh, to Egypt to escape uh, the slaughter of the innocents in Bible times. And of course, the biblical history is so rich in Egypt, right back to Moses and the pharaohs and the uh, Ten Commandments. Wonderful, wonderful, rich heritage from the Bible. So to hear of Christians who have their heritage in Bible times under attack, as you say, this hadn't happened before in recent memory. Yes, it's true. Uh, We were, uh, before uh, the Islam would uh, come to Egypt, uh, there was uh, all who are living were Copts. Uh, which is, means that they are Egyptian, but Egyptian Christians, Christian Egyptians. When Islam came, many uh, uh, left Christianity for different reasons uh, and joined, and Islam came to the country. But they've been living together, sort of, uh, in harmony. Because Egyptian people are uh, uh, nice in nature. But things, of course, does not stay for a long time as it is. Uh, A lot of people um, uh, in the last uh, uh, maybe 30 years have adopted different um, ideology or different um, way of thinking 
that they are rejecting the other people who are different than them. These things you don't, you either, sometimes you see it very strongly, everybody uh, can see it, the Christian cannot uh, take a good position in, in the government, in the, uh, in this, uh, the sensitive uh, positions, just because he's a Christian, no matter if he is uh, having a very good knowledge and he's uh, clever in his uh, uh, education, but just because he's a Christian. So you see it this way, and you see it also in the streets, that uh, people uh, sometimes reject being not just different. This happens in the villages uh, in the last year, that uh, uh, the rumors would come that uh, Christians were involved in the revolution uh, very highly. So somebody would just make a call, and these things happened. The response of the Christians, they were expected that they would go into a civil war. But this didn't happen. Uh, Christians uh, were, uh, were with their leadership, with the Pope, the new Pope, and with the Christian, the church leaders, they have done the opposite. And they showed they didn't react. They, didn't, they show uh, uh, God's love. And this saved Egypt to, to not to fall in a civil war. This is what I wanted to pick up on because there's sometimes confusion about why Christians don't take up arms in a military sense. And there are some places in the Middle East where there are militias who go under the name of Christian, but typically Christians don't take up arms. But the perception that that's weakness is not really true. The strength that comes from this love that is displayed, even when there is persecution, is what wins new hearts to a Christian cause. And this is truly what's happened, because a Christian didn't reply uh, in a violent way, but through forgiveness and love. Of course, they were very afraid. But the, the, on the contrary, you see, we were feeling that the church would go back like before the revolution and they will hide in their churches, close the doors and, uh, and make a high walls and they would not interact in the society. But this is, didn't happen. Uh, you find that uh, the Christian reacted with forgiveness and love and this was a very strong message. Till now we are gaining its benefits and its fruits because they recognize that uh, Christianity is not a religion. It is a message of love. It is people who are living the rules of the kingdom. And through living these rules of kingdom, the community can change. And this is what happens. And you say that things have been going from strength to strength since the revolution, even in spite of the fact that there's been churches bombed and churches burned, the Christian faith is on the rise and there are successful programs being run right around Egypt. Uh, actually, it happens that uh, the young people and the people in the church, in the revolution, they learn how to express themselves. And in the same time, to go and be part of the revolution and to help the community in that uh, pressure time. So when they, they left the walls and they opened the, the church gates, uh, you find that people are interacting with the community as part of the community. At the same time, 
the community began to see what kind of people is in the churches living in a different principles. So they began to ask more, and they want to know more about Jesus, and they want to know more about the principle of the kingdom. So this you find that, that many people now are knocking on the, the, the church doors and asking, can you explain more about Christianity? Can we know more? Can we have a Bible? And this is, uh, is very amazing. At the same time, the, the young people, now something broke in the, uh, inside, the fear. Now they are not fearful. Uh, they want to share. And uh, if somebody told them, you are a Christian, uh, tell me about your faith. Before, they were afraid to say this because they can be um, not treated well. But now, they can share about their faith in a boldness and they can say, this is what we believe. So they are not ashamed that they are Christians and they are not afraid to, be, to share their gospel. And this is um, the spirit of boldness. And you see the fruits of it every day. Amazing hope, amazing stories that have come from churches being bombed, churches being burned, and we are seeing a new generation that's on the rise, filled with courage, filled with boldness, and uh, no longer afraid to speak the truth in love, and speaking the truth in love not to be seen as a sign of weakness, but it's really showing forth to be the strength. Ramez is with us. Ramez, stay with us. We'll come back and talk some more shortly. I've got some more questions for you about churches in the Middle East and especially here in Egypt. Passing through Egypt in the huge city of Cairo, a population of 19 million people. Uh, the traffic, I'm not sure whether uh, we can hear that in the background now, but uh, horns tooting. Here in Cairo, that's a different language that people speak when they're driving on the roads. Uh, it's a tremendous experience. Ramez is with me. We're talking about the Christian church in Egypt post-revolution, uh, where we've seen such violence and those images of Tahrir Square fresh in our minds. Uh, Ramez, since that time, we mentioned that the church has grown in boldness. Courage has been a part of that. Young people have been transformed and they're looking at life with hope, optimism and courage. Tell me about the way that the church has been able to engage with the community post-revolution because there's been tremendous outreach programs that have been touching the lives not only of Christians in the community but also Muslims. Yeah, uh, many, many of the projects which happens uh, that the church now is trying to go to the community to serve them. They serve Christians and Muslims. And uh, it's a very practical way that other people would see what Christians are for, what they believe. So, for instance, when they go to medical outreach, they serve both of them. But the way they are serving people with love and honesty, this gives a good message. Uh, it may not be a full message about of the gospel, but at least it can raise questions for people to get to know more. Some of the, the projects which go to uh, needy people, uh, like uh, widows, like, um, like poor people. When we go uh, in Ramadan, last Ramadan, uh, the church was uh, involved in giving uh, a lot of uh, poor families, mostly poor families, uh, some kind of support, which helped them in this month. This, is, this message is stronger than any 
of the preaching message you can present because it's coming from the heart and it does not have anything to do of what you can offer back but it is just accepting the love you are, uh, we are presenting. Let's dwell on that for a moment because what you're saying is ordinary people who express the love of Christ by going and serving the needs of the community, the poor, the widows, that their message is actually stronger than those well-trained ministers in the pulpit. Yes, you can see even in the awareness seminars which is happening in the villages. Just awareness seminars about hygiene and about uh, sex education or any kind of uh, awareness. But because they are seeing people in a different way and serving them with love, some people would invite them to their houses. And then they share some personal problems. Or when they know that they are Christians, they ask them to pray for a certain problem. This would not happen before. Uh, but uh, the openness is happening and the love, me- the message of love opens a lot of doors which may be closed for ages. But people, when they see real love, they open up. They open up their lives, they open up uh, in questions, they open up uh, to for prayer, they open up for receiving anything because it's coming from a love message. The churches are still putting up with uh, times when there are burnings and bombings. In just recent times, that number has fallen, things have stabilised a little. Uh, How volatile is it that things can change quickly and the church can come under that sort of attack again? Uh, It can happen very easily because sometimes people still have the idea of not accepting the others. Uh, So it can happen, and it can happen through a very small rumor of a love affair between a Muslim and a Christian. This can make the village all be in fight. Or it can happen with any kind of reason. Even if somebody has hit somebody in the car, a car accident, but they can put it between Christians and Muslims, and this can cause a lot of uh, problems. Uh, so this can happen very easily. Uh, now, um, uh, now it is stable. Uh, the security is coming back. Uh, and uh, we hope that the, the future will be better in, in, in that Egypt will go out of the, the bottleneck economically and security-wise. When we talk about meeting the needs of the poor, serving the communities... How are the churches helping to facilitate that, raising up leaders, preparing people and organising people to go out and do this service? Is this something that's happening in each local church or is there a coordinated effort that you've seen around different places throughout Egypt? Uh, It's happening. uh, Many of the churches are catching up the vision. Some of them are still sleeping. They are not recognising the ages which is happening which we feel that now is the time of harvest and now is the time that we are never seeing such a time for the church to stand up for its face uh, like before. But some churches are still sleeping, uh, but we are praying that these churches would wake up and join uh, the other churches. Uh, The other churches are uh, trying to be part and encouraging people that they, as a practical thing of the teaching which they are listening, that they go and do a practical ministry among poor people and villages. 
This when somebody do a practical thing, this makes the truth he have learned uh, will dwell in him. Not only just hearing it, but when he practice it, it dwells in him. So it becomes a lifestyle. Ramas, ordinary Christian believers uh, here in Cairo, here in Egypt, uh, for listeners in Australia, how should they pray for their brothers and sisters who are under uh, dreadful persecution, who are stopped from excelling in so many different areas of society, how should Australians pray for Egyptian believers? Um, you would be surprised if I asked you that they would pray for more boldness. We don't want a prayer for protection because we have seen that the church, when it is in pressure, it blooms. So that's why we don't mind to have uh, to be living in a pressure time. And we don't mind if that, uh, there is a pressure on the church. But let's pray for boldness. Let's pray for unity among the nation, different denominations. Because people, when they see us as one, they can see Christ in us. Let them pray for um, economic progress. Because poverty and ignorance is a very good field for people uh, that uh, terrorism can grow up in. So let them pray for uh, uh, good economical uh, reforms that it happens. Let them pray that uh, the people can see the opportunity they have. Even if we are in a restricted country, but there is a lot of opportunity to many believers to share their faith. Ramez, just wonderful hearing your heartbeat. And I know the prayers of Australians are going to be for Egyptian believers in the circumstances they find themselves in, for boldness and for progress when it comes to uh, overcoming issues of poverty and for God's blessing on the way that the outreach is continuing uh, through communities not only in huge cities like Cairo but also uh, right throughout the land of Egypt. Ramos, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you very much and uh, greetings to all the Australians who are hearing us. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.